everyone, my name is Isabella and welcome to the third episode of my podcast named Talking About a Room of One Stone. As I mentioned in the first episode, in this podcast we'll talk about Virginia Woolf's book A Room of One Stone, we'll comment on some of the most important points that the author mentions, and we'll see if the discussions she formulates are still important in our society nowadays. In this episode we'll talk about the third chapter of the book, and just the way I did in the last episode, I'll mention one main scene of the chapter from which we'll pass to the discussion that can be formulated from there. So let's get to it. In the first episode of this podcast, I talk about chapter 1 of the book, A Room of One Stone. I said that Virginia Woolf begins her book by telling us readers that she's been asked to talk about fiction and women to a group of female college students. She states that her opinion on the topic is that a woman needs money in a room of her own if she wants to write a fiction. Then she says she'll proceed to explain how she came to this conclusion through fiction. So she invented the place Oxbridge, where the story takes place, and an eye voice who could be any woman and with which she tells the story. Then in the second episode of this podcast, we talk of course about the second chapter of the book. Here the narrator decides that she must go to the library in order to find out more about the topic she's researching in. But when she finally arrives, she finds a very masculine building, where most of the books were written by men and only men could get access to them. Many of those books are on the subject of women and also happen to be written by men. But when the narrator sees that the topic of men, there were not as many books written by women. While looking for an answer to this, the narrator also realizes that one of the reasons that books by women are so rare is the lack of education afforded to women. After this, the narrator returns home disappointed that she hasn't found some nugget of truth with which to explain women's poverty compared to men. She thinks she needs history, a historian who records facts to describe the conditions of women through history. She considers this Elizabethan period of literature, which is full of well-known men like Shakespeare, but for which there's almost no account of women's lives. Actually, some of the few facts she's able to gather about women over the span of the centuries only involve men in some way. The historian she's talking to claims that women were not lacking in personality, that the fact that everything about them included men didn't mean that they were lacking in personality. He says this mainly because when you look at Shakespeare's plays, for example, Female characters like Cleopatra and Desimonda are full of character, they have astonishing personalities. So the narrator here finds an inconsistency in the female sex. So in the imagination, women are astounding, I think, and very varied, but in life and history, they are the property of her husband and basically invisible. She proposes that one must, what one must do to get a real idea of women is to consider history and poetry all at once. But in the case of the Elizabethan women, there is no history written that will provide this perspective. So this way, 
Turning from fiction to history, the narrator finds out that women are just as poor in life as in literature, that their exclusion in their true form from literature is the correlate of their exclusion in life itself. So it's not just that women are missing from the spines of the library books as authors, but that they're missing from the books themselves as individual subjects. In fact, the narrator describes the whole history of womanhood as some sort of black hole besides the extensive and well-documented history of manhood. I think the fact that history of women as a subject is almost non-existent is a very interesting topic that almost no one talks about. I believe that if us, as women, know nothing close to reality about our ancestors, we're incredibly far from liberating from patriarchy. If we think about it for a second, we can see that through most of history, women were completely excluded from society. History books can confirm that, which means that almost everything that was written about women or written about life itself was done without thinking about them, without including women or their point of view. And of course I'm not saying that all knowledge and all things that well made, that were made excluding women are completely unreliable. What I'm trying to say is that many things that are presented to us as something that applies to all humanity has to be somehow checked before applying it to women. And this means that us women know nothing about ourselves, nothing about our past or ancestors compared to men. So of course we've made progress, of course we've improved our way of living, but we are so far away from reaching our goal that maybe we should stop a minute and just try to rebuild our roots. said thank you very much for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as i enjoyed making it if you liked it and want to hear more stay tuned for chapter four